Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Court of Cinema podcast, the show where we celebrate and analyze our favorite films. I'm your host, Logan, and every Wednesday we dive into the deep world of film and TV. Whether you're a seasoned pro or a curious beginner, there's something here for you to enjoy. In today's episode, we're discussing DreamWorks' How to Train Your Dragon. Long ago, up north on the island of Burke, the young Viking, Hiccup, wants to join his town's fight against the dragons that continually raid their town. However, his father and village leader, Stoic the Vast, will not allow his small, clumsy, but inventive son to do so. Regardless, Hiccup ventures out into the battle and downs a mysterious night fury, but can't bring himself to kill it. Instead, Hiccup and the dragon, who he dubs Toothless, begin a friendship that would open up both their worlds as an observant boy learns that his people have misjudged the species. But even as the two take flight in their own way, they must fight the destructive ignorance that plague their world. The film was released in 2010 and clocks in at an hour and 38 minutes. It's directed by Dean DeBloy and Chris Sander and is adapted by the book series written by Christina Cowell. The estimated budget for this film is $165 million and the film raked in $494 million worldwide. Over at the Academy Awards, the film was nominated for Best Animated Feature Film as well as Best Score. I think my favorite creative elements for the film are probably the cinematography as well as the score. I think that Roger Deakins does an incredible job and adds to a already masterful filmography. Uh, the rich black levels, the way the interiors are naturally lit by candlelight and campfire are so beautiful and so well done. And the way the fire illuminates the environment is also very, very good. I think that the score from John Powell, he's one of my favorite composers working today. Uh, the scenes like the romantic flight sequence, the forbidden friendship, as well as test flight are on full display how they complement the world so well. And without further ado, we're going to go ahead and dive into our feature presentation of DreamWorks How to Train Your Dragon. We open the film to our protagonist, a young Viking boy named Hiccup, narrating this opening sequence and introducing us to the island of Berk. Hiccup decides to prove himself as a Viking and capture a dragon with his own methods rather than standard Viking brutality. Using a bolo shot from a cannon he designed and built himself, Hiccup is overjoyed when he hits a dragon midair, thinking it's the rare and dangerous Night Fury. Having not paid attention to the chaos, no one else in the village believes him, no one even saw a Night Fury, let alone brought one down. Hiccup goes to the forest at Raven's Point to bring back the dragon's heart as proof to his father, Stoic. Hiccup finds a broken tree and leading to the downed Night Fury, which is tied up in the bowl shot. He psychs himself up in preparation to cut out the dragon's heart with his belt knife, but after seeing the fear in the helpless dragon's eyes as it looks back at him, he can't bring himself to kill it. After cutting it free from the ropes, the Night Fury pounces him and the situation is now reversed. Hiccup is clearly afraid, and the dragon stares intently into his eyes for several moments. It rears up, Hiccup cringes as he thinks it's going to kill him, but it instead roars angrily in his face, attempting to fly off into the trees. Although initially hesitant, Stoic agrees to enlist his son into dragon training in hope it will toughen him up and give him survival skills before preparing to lead the expedition to take out the dragon nest. On the first day of dragon training, and Hiccup is casually almost killed by a Grumple dragon, Gobber mentions a dragon will always go for the kill. Hiccup returns to where he found the Night Fury, wondering why it hadn't attempted to kill him. Following the path to where the dragon flew off to, Hiccup notices half of the Night Fury's tail was torn off 
in its crash, and Kent as a small cove it has become trapped in. Hiccup learns from Gobber, a dragon without its wings can't fly, explaining why the Night Fury can't leave the cove. Hiccup attempts to get the Night Fury to fly out again through use of an artificial tail fin. It soon becomes clear after a test run, the design needs improvement, and Toothless can't fly on his own. Through testing new versions of the fin, Hiccup learns things about dragons, propelling him ahead of his fellow classmates in dragon training. The Viking adults see these feats of subduing dragons without actually harming them as signs of greatness. Everyone watches in awe as Hiccup improves his skills, but Astrid is more skeptical than impressed by his skills. Stoic returns from his unsuccessful attempt to find the dragon nest and is surprised to hear how well Hiccup does in dragon training. Shortly after, Hiccup perfects his design of the prosthetic fin and helps Toothless take a successful flight around the island in one of my favorite scenes and one of the best composed scenes ever, the test flight sequence. In the arena, Ashley loses out on the right to kill their first dragon in the final test to Hiccup. An angry Ashid follows Hiccup to the small cove where he plans to leave Burke with Toothless to avoid taking part in his final exam. While she interrogates Hiccup about his new skills, Toothless, thinking Ashid is a threat, attempts to attack her and subsequently exposes Hiccup's relationship with the dragon. In an attempt to keep Toothless a secret, Toothless pulls Ashid on top of a tree and Hiccup offers her a ride on the dragon's back to show her that he means no harm. Ashley reluctantly accepts Hiccup's offer. Toothless takes him around the island on a calming, romantic flight above the clouds. Ashley's view on the dragon is changed, and she comes to think Toothless is amazing. Suddenly, Toothless changes course and flies alongside the other dragons that carry their food to the nest. The dragons feed it to the Red Death, a gigantic titan-winged dragon. The dragons are forced to feed the Red Death, with what they steal from Berg, or else they will be eaten themselves. After they escape the nest and return home, Ashid wants to tell Stoic and the village about the nest, but Hiccup is adamant that she does not do so. Otherwise, they would kill Toothless. The final test begins. Instead of killing the monstrous nightmare, Hiccup tries to tame it and prove that dragons aren't the dangerous creatures the Vikings come to know them as. His father's insistence on stopping the test makes the monstrous nightmare revert into its regular state into attacking Hiccup. Toothless hears Hiccup in danger and rushes to save him. Toothless rushes out of the cove and arrives in the nick of time and saves Hiccup by fighting away the monstrous nightmare. The other Vikings are in awe and rush into the arena to save Hiccup. Hiccup tries to explain to his father, dragons are nowhere near as harmful as they think they are and why the dragons were so fierce when they took the Vikings' livestock. Stoic refused to listen outraged at his son for befriending his enemy. Hiccup mentions the dragon nest and says only a dragon can enter the dragon nest, giving Stoic the idea to use Toothless as the ticket to get there. Hiccup tries to explain again to his father about the Red Death, but Stoic so refuses to listen and leaves. And he tells Hiccup he isn't his son. As the Vikings leave for the nest, Hiccup rants about being the first Viking in 300 years who wouldn't kill a dragon. He explains to Astrid he saw Toothless was afraid as he was and spared him. Astrid convinces Hiccup that his moment of weakness wasn't weakness at all. And Hiccup realizes his moment of weakness was actually his biggest strength. The Vikings reach the hive and still realizes they are extremely outmatched by this gargantuan dragon. Hiccup and the fellow Viking students come on dragon back 
pick up Freeze Toothless, and Stoic apologizes to him and says that he is proud by what him and the other students are able to do with the dragons. And in this final sequence, I love the parallels to Game of Thrones' House of the Dragon, which this final sequence of the film actually inspired the Battle of Storm's End between Lucerus Valerian and Aemon Targaryen, which I love. The twisted, haunted game of cat and mouse and the thunder's clouds. And as Toothless is fighting this gargantuan dragon, he turns around as they're falling, fires fire into the dragon's mouth, explodes. Hiccup falls off the dragon. Toothless dives into the inferno as Hiccup is crashing to earth and saves him. About three weeks later, Hiccup wakes up in his bed, having lost his leg. And I love how it completes Hiccup and Toothless as a duo. And in the original scene, Toothless wasn't supposed to be in the room when Hiccup woke up, but Steven Spielberg looked at the scene and he said that he loved the bond that Hiccup and Toothless had together. And in this final sequence, it's reduced to something like a cowboy and his horse and having Hiccup wake up with Toothless in the room so that he takes his first step on his new foot with Toothless being there to support him makes it so much more intimate for this very, very outlandish story. And in the final scene, we see that he lost his leg, but he gained so much more, that being acceptance of the village and his father. And we see Burke as the new age of Viking and Dragon Alliance begins. All of this film explores the importance of individuality and self-discovery. And Hiccup initially sees himself as an outcast in his village because he does not fit in the typical Viking mold. However, he discovers that his ability to understand and communicate with the dragons is a unique skill that sets him apart from everyone else. How to Train Dragon shows us the importance of finding yourself no matter what it is. Thank you again for listening to this episode of the Court of Cinema podcast. You'll be finding the discussion informative and engaging. And if you enjoyed this episode, please consider leaving a review on your preferred podcast platform as well as sharing. In the meantime, you can stay updated on all things Court of Cinema by following us on our socials posted in the show notes. Until next time, we'll see you in the movies.